Screamer. Welcome to Scream Stream, your spoiler-free guide to streaming horror entertainment. I'm your host, Jimbo Lewis. If you're new to the show, what I do is pick a horror movie from one of the various streaming services and give it a spoiler-free review. Scream Stream is available wherever podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Just head over to ScreamPod.com, and all the links are there. You can even listen to past episodes of the show. If you'd like to support me and my creations, head over to twitch.tv slash Jimbo Lewis. And while you're there, you can leave me a tip directly through PayPal or you can subscribe. If you're new to Twitch and you're coming over from the podcast, uh, subscribing, uh, you pay $4.99 a month and you get some extra emotes and some other cool things through the Twitch channel. Uh, if you are an Amazon Prime member, you can subscribe for free. Uh, you can also... Pick up some horror-themed t-shirts from the ScreamStream TeePublic store. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash scream stream. You'll be supporting not only the podcast, but also indie artists creating killer t-shirts as well. So before we get into the meat potatoes of the show, uh, let me tell you about what I've been watching. Uh, we went to the theater last weekend and saw Us, the new film from Jordan, uh, Jordan Peele. Was it Jordan Peele? It's Jordan Peele, right? Hang on. <laughs> let, me, let me let me double check here. I'm pretty sure that's, that's Jordan Peele. Uh, yeah, it is Jordan Peele. <laughs> so we went and saw Us from Jordan Peele. If you haven't seen the movie, it is really good. So I don't think it's as good as Get Out. Uh, for argument's sake, if Get Out was a 10, Us would be like a 9.5. There were a couple things I didn't really like about it. Uh, the ending was a little predictable, but that's okay. Uh, it was still a great film, well acted, very suspenseful. Uh, there were some really cool comedic moments, but none of that felt forced. A lot of times in horror films, uh, the comic relief feels forced and it just takes away from the overall experience. Uh, the uh, comedy in this one was not like that at all. Uh, he also did a really good job at taking one of my favorite songs from my youth. Uh, I got five on it from from uh, Looney's and turning it into, into like a super creepy song. Um, Hats off to Jordan Peele. It's another great film from him. Uh, I also watched a movie called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. And this is available on Shudder. This is from 1971. I was going to review this one because it got a lot of really good reviews. Uh, they said it was really creepy, and I think it's like a made-for-TV movie, and it's kind of one of those post-hippie era films where um, you have actors who are like, like just coming out of the hippie phase, and they're trying to be a little more, I don't know, fully functional societal people or whatever. Um, it was kind of creepy, but it wasn't as good as everybody says it was. I didn't want to review a bad film again, so I decided not to do that one. I also watched, um, oh, I started watching Apollo 18, and I don't remember, I think I reviewed this, though. And Apollo 18 is a found footage film uh, that takes place on the moon, and I'm a sucker for found footage films. I liked it, I thought it was pretty good, but I think I already reviewed it for the show. Uh, and there was something else I watched, but wasn't very memorable, so it couldn't have been that good. Oh, you know what? I don't know if I mentioned this last week. It was the Santa Clarita Diet. We, we watched that, and that was okay. Um, uh, Game of Thrones, that was on today. Just finished that. 
I'm so, I'm so excited for Game of Thrones. Uh, one of my favorite shows. Uh, also, we had the premiere of uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. This is available on CBS All Access. You have to pay for that. I'm not paying for it. I refuse to pay for another damn streaming service. Uh, but the first episode is available on YouTube. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, and it's an hour long. That's supposed to be a really good show. So that's, that's what I've been watching this week. Uh, so let's get into the movie review. Uh, so this week I am reviewing Pet Cemetery from 1989. This was a film. I remember it being amazing. I, I read the book when I was, I think I was in fourth grade. Was it fourth? I think I was in fourth grade when I read that book. I probably shouldn't have been reading that book when I was in fourth grade, but when I was that young, I was reading a lot of Stephen King. Uh, that's when I started uh, the Dark Tower series. I read that when I was about yeah in fourth grade. Um, several other Stephen King books, Night Shift. Was it Night Shift? That was the uh, the collection of, of of short stories. I say short because they were actually really long. I think it was. So I started reading that. Um, but yeah, Pet Cemetery was an excellent book. I remember the movie being really good. So I thought, you know what? I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, maybe I'll give it another shot and we'll, let's see how it is. Because we got Pet Cemetery, the remake that came out uh, this weekend. Was it? This? I think it was this weekend it came out. Uh, we're not going to go see it until next weekend. But it came out this weekend. What was it last weekend? Maybe it was last weekend. Um we're going to go see it next weekend. I'm excited for it. I'm glad. I'm glad a lot of these Stephen King films are being remade. It was an excellent remake. One of my favorite horror films. Um, now, one of my favorite recent horror films. So I'm glad these are being remade. Uh, but anyway, for Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, this was written by Stephen King. The screenplay was uh, written by Stephen King. Uh, he wrote several of his own screenplays. A lot of times they bring in other screenwriters to adapt books, but on several of these films, Stephen King wanted to write the screenplay himself. Uh, this was directed by Mary Lambert. I don't, I don't know what else she's directed. Let me take a look real quick. So she is known for the in crowd, the blacklist. She directed a couple of episodes there. She did some music videos, uh, Let's see. Did she do a lot of she? Yeah, she did. Oh, she did a lot of music videos. Oh, and she directed Pet Cemetery too. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it looks like she's she's still doing a lot of music videos. Uh, okay, we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, this stars Dale Midkiff, Denise Crosby, and Fred Gwynn. Uh, Fred Gwynn, you will know him as Herman Munster on the old Munsters TV shows. If you are my age. I mean, I, I wasn't around when the show was originally on there, but I did watch the uh, the uh, the reruns. Uh, for a brief plot synopsis, after tragedy strikes, a grieving father discovers an ancient burial ground behind his home with the power to raise the dead. Super short synopsis there. Alrighty, so let's let me start off with the look of the film from the opening. It reminds me of a TV movie. Like now that I've seen what she, what Mary Lambert's directed now I understand why it has this look. It has a look of, of TV movie of the week. And in the eighties, 
we had those Friday nights. They'd show scary movies. Um, these made for made for TV scary movies, and that's that's really what it looks like. The the way the camera moved, the angles, the music, uh, the I guess the art direction, um, stylistically, it just had that TV movie look. It didn't feel cinematic enough to me. Uh, so right off the get go, I was a little worried. <laughs> um, it picks up a little bit, so it's it. It gets a little more cinematic. It's almost like they had an, a different director of photography, maybe. Um, or maybe the direction had gotten a little better. Uh, but things did change throughout the movie. Uh, the the shots, the, uh, the art direction picked up a little bit. It, it looked more cinematic. Once we got people involved, but the opening shots, I don't know why it just reminded me of a TV movie. Um, and of course this is shot on film. This is shot on 35 millimeter film. It's always going to look, if you're, if you're younger, you're used to seeing movies shot on video now, uh, digital movie shot on digital movie shot on film. To me, I think, I don't want to say they look better, but. They have a certain kind of quality to them. This one feels dated. Like it, it, it just looks dated. Um, however, once we get past that opening sequence, I do like the art direction. I like the set design. I like the lighting. Uh, I think the cinematographer did, a, did an excellent job um, on the rest of the film in creating tense moments using um, uh, close-ups, um, the way the camera moved throughout the film, I like the fact that back then they didn't have a lot of shaky cam like you do now. I appreciate that. My eyes appreciate that. And my stomach appreciates that too. Uh, so a lot of steady shots, a lot of panning, a lot of um, um, push and pull shots, which is nice. Um, a lot of times, you know, it's funny. This is probably around the time when people stopped using Zoom. Because um, if you watch a lot of older films, when they want to get a close-up shot and then and then pull back for a uh, an establishing shot, they'll actually use zoom. And nowadays, you don't see that a whole lot. They zoom with your feet, um, or you use a dolly. Uh, so I did appreciate that. As for direction, this one's going to be a little more intertwined with acting because I think everybody did an excellent job acting, with the exception of. Dale Midkiff, who plays Lewis, uh, the father, um, boy, his, his acting was something else, man. It was, it was not, it was not good. Uh, if you ever seen Kristen Stewart in Twilight, that one note flat delivery of every single line, she must have gotten her acting skills from him or acting lessons from him. Cause he was one note throughout this entire movie. He showed no emotion. He was just flat. I understand he's a doctor, but even doctors have emotions and they show feelings. Um, he had nothing. It annoyed the shit snot out of me. It was super annoying. Um, I, I didn't like his acting at all. And I don't know if it was bad direction 
or just bad acting because you can only direct an actor so much until you just start line reading with him and you don't want to line read with an actor. You want to give him cues and, and he, you know, bring that out because everybody else did just fine. Uh, except for him. And it, it must, it must have been frustrating to work with this guy. Um, unless that's what, that's what, uh, Mary Lambert was going for. I just, I don't get it, man. It just was not good. Um, did not like his acting. It, as for, as I said, for the rest of them, they, they did fine. It was okay. Uh, the story itself fell a little flat. It wasn't, I know you always hear, you know, it's never as good as the book, but if, if you separate the film from the book and look at each, each thing as, as their own thing, um, it's a little different. You, you can, you can look at it through different, uh, through a different set of eyes, uh, a little more objectively, uh, as a standalone film, it just wasn't good. It wasn't exciting. Um, it wasn't scary. The only scary moments in this were the scenes with, um, uh, with Zelda, the sister who had spinal, spinal something. Those were the only really creepy scenes in the movie. Everything else was just kind of, man, this is happening and, and it's, it's fine. Um, Gage's lines at the end, near the end, they were a little creepy, but nothing was scary. There were no jump scares. Uh, and I think that the story just wasn't, you know, it drug on too long. Like there were a lot of pacing issues with this movie. So, um, they missed a lot of the beats and I think they could have sped some things up. I think they could have added a little more tension. Um, the characters within themselves, like, uh, Lewis and, and Rachel, their relationship the way they were written to, to interact with each other was very like, you couldn't tell they were husband and wife. They were just like, they didn't really like each other. They were just there because they had to be, you know what I mean? It just wasn't good. Um, Fred, Fred Green, he, he's always amazing. Um, I loved his character. His character was great. Uh, his lines were great. Uh, his, his, the telling of his backstory was really, that was like the most interesting part of the film was his backstory. The rest of it, you could really care less about. It just wasn't a good story. Uh, if you can tell, I wasn't really impressed. I don't know why I liked this movie so much. Maybe it's just because, maybe it's just because of a nostalgia thing. You know what I mean? Like this is one of those movies when you watch as a kid and, and when you're a kid, you don't take in into consideration all these little nuances that go into what a good film is. And you're just fascinated by the whole, the whole thing of what you're seeing on the screen that, that you're just oblivious to, to all of its imperfections. Uh, and there are a lot of imperfections in this film. Um, ah, <sighs> I hate to say it. I really hate to say that. I just did not like this movie. I, I remember it being great. Uh, 
And then I watched it. My wife was like, see, I told you. I told you it wasn't good. Um, so the, the overall, the, the issues that I had with the film were the directing. And again, I don't know if it's either if it was bad directing or bad acting from Dale Midkiff, but I did not like his character. I didn't like his acting. Super flat. Uh, overall, the story was, was dry, was dull. There were some pacing issues that I had. Uh, there were very little tense moments, no jump scares. The the awkwardness between uh, Lewis and Rachel just didn't make for believable characters. Uh, and again, the only interesting scenes in this film were those with Zelda, the sister, and with uh, Judd's backstory. And that's it. Uh wasn't really happy with it. Now, this film currently has a 6.6 on IMDb. For my rating, I'm going to give this, I got to give Pet Cemetery a, a it's got to get like a two point, oh, I don't even want to give it a 2.5, man. It's, but everybody else was okay. Okay, so it's going to get a 2.5 out of five for me. Uh, I'm so, I'm. this is one of those movies where like a lot of times you think, oh, really? Why do they have to remake such and such movie. This is one of those times I'm glad they're doing a remake or they did a remake. Uh, we're going to watch it next weekend. Um, I'm not going to review that until it comes to the streaming services, but I'm glad this one's getting remade or got remade. Uh, it desperately needed it. So did it. Uh, if y'all remember it from the nineties, we watched that recently a couple months ago, really bad. It was not good. Um, the acting in that movie was atrocious. The story was dull. Um, uh, the only the only saving grace for that film was Pennywise the Clown. And uh, Tim Curry's portrayal of, of Pennywise was amazing. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad Stephen King's movies are getting remade, man. Uh, so there you have it. Two and a half for Pet Cemetery. For me, I know. I know I'm going, I'm going to get a lot of hate email for this, and that's okay. Uh Screenpod.com slash contact. Fill out the form. Send me your hate mail. All right, so let's move on to um, what's new on streaming. So on Netflix, there haven't been like a whole lot of new releases. There is, uh, let me start down here at the bottom. So we have, starting off with The Basement. I'm not sure about this one. Uh, for the plot synopsis, known for torturous role play with his victims in his basement, a twisted serial killer abducts a musician who has a deeper connection to his mind games. More it seems like more of like a thriller. Uh, and then we have The Silence, which was just released, and this looks like a knockoff of uh, A Quiet Place. And we also had another, what was the other film with Sandra Bullock that we just had? Uh, and then we have... Ooh, Netflix released its very own Zump Bird Box. That's right. Thank you. Kyoko, Kyoko uh, in the chat said Bird Box. So thank you, Kyoko. <laughs> Appreciate it. I don't know why it slipped my mind. Um, but uh, Netflix has released its very own zombie show called Black Summer. This looks really interesting. The trailer looks really good. I cannot wait to start watching this. Uh, I'll probably I'll probably start watching this as, well, as soon as I can, really. Um, and then we also have some, so, okay. So Netflix has been getting in a lot of foreign horror, which is good because a lot of foreign horror, horror 
is a lot better than American horror, to be honest with you. And I've, I've said this on the show many, many times. Uh, Australian horror has gotten really good. Um, Thai horror, Korean horror, Japanese horror, on the other hand, has gone downhill because I think they started using way too much CGI. Uh, they've sort of taken the American route and just used CGI on everything that looks really bad. And they focus less on story now and more on effects. That's just my opinion. Uh, but uh, Turkish horror, I've seen a few films from Turkey, and they are freaking wild. <laughs> like, um, There's a film called Baskin, B-A-S-K-I-N, and I saw it on Hulu, and it might be on Amazon. But if you haven't seen that film, that film is freaking bonkers, um, and it's a Turkish film. I highly recommend that one. Uh, so we have, uh, is it is it Dabe? There's a few of these films in this series. So we have Dabe, um, Chin Zero, Possession Zero. Uh, so we have a couple of those films there, and, and that's it. Um, that's all that's on Netflix. Um, okay, so for Amazon Prime, recently released is Blessed Child. Uh, I think last week I mentioned Cloverfield. Uh, all of the Friday the 13th films from 5 to 7 have been released on net, on uh, Amazon Prime. And then we also have Creepshow 2. And then, uh, let's see, not a whole lot has been released this week, which is really sad. Um, Lycan Colony, which looks kind of a little cheesy. More of a werewolf, werewolf film. Um, House. If you haven't seen House, this is a really good one. So House is a film from the 80s uh, directed by Stephen Miner. Who, who did a lot of, of classic 80s films. Um, also stars George Went from Cheers, who played Norm on Cheers. This is a great film. More of a horror comedy sort of thing, but but really good. Um, All Hallows' Eve 2. I don't know if this is directly related to All Hallows' Eve featuring Art the Clown. Uh, it could be, but I'm not real sure. It's a different director, so it, it could be something completely different. I'll put it in my queue and uh, maybe give it a watch later. Flowers in the Attic. Uh, if you haven't seen this film, more of a thriller than horror, but it is a horrific film. And then we also have... What else we have on Amazon? Is that it? That's it. That's all we really have on Amazon. Nothing else worth mentioning, really. Because uh, like I said, for Amazon Prime, for every good horror film, you have about 10 crappy ones. Just super low-budget Garbage. I hate to say garbage, man, because I, I know how much work goes into making films because I, I, I made some films of my own during film school. <laughs> so, But some of these films are just bad, like the story is bad. If, if the acting is bad, but it has a great story, I can look past that. Um, other than that, no, I'm, I just I can't. Uh, and then moving over to Shudder, Shudder.com, if you are a horror fanatic like I am, Shudder is $4.99 a month. Uh, and they have great horror films. Uh, it's strictly, it's all horror. And this is, uh, this is created by AMC. Uh, so we have brand new, we have Lizzie. Oh, also Shudder is available in the U S and Canada. I'm not sure if they're available in the UK yet. Uh, Lizzie, which stars Kristen Stewart. Oh, I, I, uh, she hit or miss man. And this is a, a film about the Lizzie Borden case. Uh, and then we also have the classic film, The Car. That's what it was. That's what I started watching this week was The Car. I didn't finish it. 
started it, but it looks good. Uh, then we also have Three Women, which is another classic film starring, starring Sissy Spacek, who you would know from the original Carrie. Uh, and then we have The Fly from uh, 1986, I believe. Uh, and then we have Legend of Hell House. Uh, this movie was okay, but the book was a lot better. If you have a chance to read the book, much better. Uh, and that that's it for Shudder. And then on Hulu, Hulu is, is bad because they don't have just like a what's new section. They just kind of put everything out there. The only thing you know what's new on, on, on Hulu is they have their Into the Dark series, which is um, it's a series of 12 films that they're making, one every month. And they're sort of like holiday related, um, starting with the body flesh and blood was Thanksgiving. Puka was Christmas. Then we have uh, new year, new you down uh, Treehouse, And they have, what was the new one that just came out? It looked really good. Um, oh, I'm just effing with you. This movie looks really good. I can't wait to watch this one. I haven't seen the other one yet, but like Puka is like one of them, like high up on my list that I want to watch. Um, yeah, they just don't have, they don't have like a, a new, a what's new section. So you kind of have to just keep an eye on it and see if you can spot the new stuff. Um, I do want to point out ghost stories. So this is a film. This is a British film. This stars, uh, the dude who played Watson in Sherlock. And this is kind of like an anthology film. I'm a sucker for anthologies, anthologies and found footage. Those are my two, like, I'll watch it. If it's, if it's good or bad, I'll watch it just because I love anthologies and I love found footage. Don't know why, but I do. Um, but this is a really good one. Ghost Stories is, is excellent film. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the offerings for Hulu are different in Canada. All right. So, uh, that's all for the new releases on, on, uh, on our streaming services. That's going to, so that's going to do it for this week's episode of Scream Stream. If you'd like to keep up with me outside the podcast, you can do so at ScreamPod.com. We can find links to all of my social profiles. You can also listen to all the past episodes. And while you're there, you can subscribe to this show via your favorite podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many, many more. Wherever you find great podcasts, you will find Scream Stream. If you have a movie you'd like me to review... Because typically what I do is I just pick a random movie and sometimes it gets really hard trying to find a movie to watch. Uh, you can go to screenpod.com slash contact, fill out the little form and send me your suggestions. Uh, I will I will watch it. I'm not going to say, well, I'll put that in my queue. I will probably watch it because picking a movie is hard. <laughs> just putting that out there. Uh, if you would like to join the Facebook group or the Facebook page that is facebook.com slash screen pod. Uh, we also have a Facebook group, which is a little bit right now, but I'm working on it. I'm working on the group. Uh, and then finally music used for scream stream was created by Kevin McLeod or at incompetech.com until next week. I'm Jimbo Lewis saying if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. <laughs>